All right, and this is uh, episode 19 of the WP Dev Table. Um, today, we're going to be talking JavaScript for WordPress Master Course with Zach Gordon. That's one hell of a name. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you haven't heard, seen, heard us or seen us out there yet, um, WP Dev Table is a loose hangout roundtable discussion for developers, basically talking about tools, best practices, tips, tricks, and most importantly, WordPress. Um, we broadcast every Monday. Um, so to stay in the know with that, you can feel free to subscribe at wpdevtable.com slash subscribe. And uh, if you want to hit us up with any questions for me, Bronson, Zach, uh, just hit us up on Twitter um, at wpdevtable on Twitter. Um, and today, I'm, I'm happy to have join us is uh, Zach Gordon, as I said. He's a longtime educator teaching about all things word, web design. He's developed many courses on WordPress for Treehouse, speaker at various word camps, and also, which I didn't know this, runs a hosting company dedicated to students. Um, so welcome, Zach. Hey, thanks so much. Great to be here, guys. Howdy. And uh, I'm Jason. I just help freelance. Um, I help small businesses with their websites and uh, achieving their marketing and achieving their optimization goals that they want for their websites and businesses. Bronson? Cool. Yeah, my name is Bronson. I'm from Human Made. I'm a senior WordPress engineer there. If you haven't heard of Human Made before, you may remember us from such projects as the WordPress REST API. <laughs> We're also known for doing enterprise VIP WordPress sites, corporate sites, basically anything technical and out of the unusual when it comes to WordPress, so using it in different ways. Um, yeah, so joining us, as Jason mentioned, we're very, very excited to have Zach Gordon on. Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself. Did Jason miss anything in the intro? No, that was a pretty good sum up there, yeah. WordPress cool. education is a big part of what we're doing here. Awesome. So yeah. let's go back to when you first encountered WordPress. How did you find it, and yeah, what made you start using it? Yeah, so I was in school actually studying to be a teacher after various other ideas that I had about what to do and um, I decided that it would be a good idea to learn web design so I kind of picked it up on the side and kind of started building sites just for for fun and I needed to attach a blog to somebody's site and wasn't sure how to do that and found WordPress and like two days later was kind of hooked and that was around like 2.0 pretty early um, with it and you know, went to the first WordCamp New York and has been hanging around ever since. And since so primarily teaching, but also running business and doing other stuff with WordPress, personal projects and all that. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. So um, some people might know you from Team Treehouse. You did a lot of uh, WordPress yeah. courses there. So I'm guessing those courses, because there's a lot of content there, must take quite a lot of time to prepare. On average, can you remember how much one little course, well, little in quotes, course would take to prepare and record and write and all that jazz? Yeah. Um, it got better and better as I was there. You know, I have done a lot of curriculum development from, like, early days of web standards project and the interact project and things or writing for universities and stuff so I'm kind of familiar with it and just got into a routine there of it started you know a couple months to do one um, and then refining that down to doing one a month or two a month or some something like that um, and it's really just get the idea um, build it outline it get in, shoot it, figure out some stuff as I go along, fix that, reshoot, and then uh, on to the next one or sometimes a couple at once. So okay. really I've been for the last couple of years doing you know a couple courses a month or at least one or two a month and uh, now I'm kind of doubling or tripling that capacity to try to take <laughs> like a year's worth of 20 courses into this three or four months. But uh, that, that was about the about the workflow. And then, I, you know, not to mention now i got to edit it all myself. I was so grateful to work That's with the true. people at Treehouse that are, like, professional sound people and editors. And, like, that was just, you know, your dream team. Now you got a man in a screencasting booth here. Uh, but 
I'll see. I might even. I'm hoping to maybe get some help with editing and stuff along the way too. But um, yeah, the communication and that process. I don't know if it's faster to do myself or outsource or what we'll do there. But yeah, so it's kind of course development. What what kind of uh, tips do you have as far as like writing up a course? I mean, you see all these courses out there, like not just in even in the WordPress world, but just all over the place for anything. Um, and <clears throat> They always kind of follow a certain pattern, but like, what makes for a good course? Um, I think backwards thinking of what is it that you really want people to walk away from this practically being able to do, but also just conceptually understanding and what a lot of how I view teaching, especially in the WordPress world, is kind of just alleviating concerns, giving people enough so that they like don't have anxiety about not knowing whatever it is that they think they need to. Um, so, yeah, hmm. that's it. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's funny because you see all of them. Like, I mean, I think like this year, this is like the year of the course, right? I mean, it seems like like everywhere you turn, not even just in the WordPress world, but there's like, oh, sign up for my course, my course, my course. I'm like, holy cow! I'm like, who got all this time <laughs> to take all these things? So I feel like I'm back in college. Yeah, I guess to I mean, I think having the project, having the expertise, like what I really appreciate about some of the folks, like, you know, you guys just had Tim and, and Josh on. Like, these are pros out in the field building stuff as developers and having um, some really cool experience in those regards. Like, my experience has always been education, so I learn stuff as deeply as I can and as quickly, but it's not necessarily that I have all, all this extensive experience building with it. And, um, so that's really cool to see people, like you said, just like taking the time to like on top of other stuff, get knock stuff out or in between projects and things, teaching and learning because anyone out there really trying to learn stuff, you know, we learn in different ways but for those who want an online course, man, does it does it help having it kind of bundled and, and some of them are, are incomplete. Like a, one of the reasons I'm going after this big master program and my original idea was kind of break up and do screencasts and bit by bit is like I want to make sure this is kind of a lot now that we're looking at. It's year of the course, but it's also the year of like the API and the JavaScript and like this kind of thing. And so, um, trying to get a big picture wrap on all that. I think the other thing too is a lot of people are doing courses at the moment because because of the REST API, for example, now got the opportunity to use so many different JavaScript frameworks. So everyone can pick their own and do a course on their own, and it's going to be a completely different course just because of the way that you use it. It sure is, and, and the examples that you include or the projects that you're after or the, the skill level, you know, are you talking to someone who's super beginner and is just getting up, or are you talking to someone who's already up and running and wants to integrate platforms is like a very different thing, and yeah, there's so much room, and even working on my own course, I, like, you know, so many advisors I'm working with have their own courses and stuff, and like, it's cool that it all just kind of fits in and, and, and can plug in and... Um, and WordPress is powering a lot of these, I think, mm. too. So that's pretty cool. Like, it's pretty easy to just launch your own course. You know something? Yep. Record it, put it out there, charge what, you know, seems appropriate for your time and what you can support. And, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite LMS plugin? Um, I am... I can tell you I'm, learn, I'm using LearnDash for this, and I'm mm -hmm. really enjoying that. I haven't had a chance to... Um, I kind of got enough in to just figure out everything that could be done and whether it would solve my needs, and then I'll, after I finish the course, be working with it more and could you know tell you more in a couple moons what that is really like. But so far, I'm really enjoying that one. I have played, and I, I really like Sensei. That's kind of been my go-to in the past. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, the there was one of the early Scholar Press or something was one of the earliest ones. It's actually the first plugin I ever worked on in WordPress or contributed to, and it was one of the like first LMSs, and it was through WordCamps and being in the area and meeting the people that worked. I'm like, oh, like, hey, I can help with that. Cool. So that was, yeah. They've yeah. come a long way since then, though. Yeah, I, I had a client and uh, just evaluating what their needs were. We actually chose Lift their LMS a little bit more lightweight than Sensei, mm -hmm. but, uh, and it's new, um, but the guys over there are great, and they're releasing pretty regularly, too, which is nice. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, so many, I mean, yeah, lightweight course launching plugins. That's so rad, you know, that we could all be doing this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
So back to JavaScript. So hey before you started the course, what kind of experience did you have with JavaScript before? Because I know for myself, um, I've got a little bit of underscores experience, and jQuery is the thing that I kind of learnt deeply, I guess, first, and mm -hmm. then kind of went from that. What about yourself? Where did you start, and yeah, how, so how have you kind of been shaping your learning? I started with it, I guess, around maybe teaching and really working with it in 2005, 2006 more extensively. And so, you know, the early DHTML days and kind of the movement of pulling all the JavaScript out and jQuery coming in and doing a lot of that and um, worked with different frameworks and, and like kind of that capacity, but also like the pre-jQuery ones, remember those and all the prototypes and all that. So yeah. pretty early on and like just a real appreciation for vanilla JavaScript, I think, um, and enjoying that, but also seeing it because I worked in the university scene, how like computer science teachers would teach JavaScript, which right. is a very different thing. Like it, that you barely ever, you didn't even need to build a website. It was like calculator apps and like whole other things that were, you know, other types of programs and things. So. That was my exposure, so it was kind of weird, like going into a silo at Treehouse and being all WordPressy, and then coming out and completely missing, being aware of like Node and a lot of other developments, and then getting back into it now. And um, yeah, I really love underscores as a library, and now I've had a chance to play around with Backbone and Angular and React, and and getting kind of comfortable with those and kind of trying to understand the, the differences and still on debating like, wait, should, should we all just stop using jQuery? There are some things and, you know, but yeah, like I think when I got into it, it was like teaching how to do everything with or without jQuery kind of way. So yeah, yeah so cool. that's my experience and um, particularly, I used to work, like my main interest was um, with video animations and interactions, like tracking time code and annotations right. and interactions based on that. So like that was kind of the area. And with teaching, like that was kind of the hotness. Um, yep. So how do you track all of this and animate the page and all that? So like that was kind of where I dug in. And now it's just at a whole other level and I'm having fun and like, yeah, it's, it's cool. I, so, I dig me some JavaScript. I've always dug it as a language. <laughs> it's fun. So with your course, um, have you narrowed down and picked one framework or library that you're going to use for your course? Or are you going to be touching on a few? Or what's the plan? Hmm. Well, I will be touching on Backbone, Angular, and React because I feel that those are, well, Backbone because it's in core and people may yep. see it, um, Angular because so many people are using it and because of its prevalence and React, of course, you know, for, for same reasons. And then um, the in-depth project, you know, one of the advices I'm getting, and this is so great from having advisors and things, is helping, like, narrow down and focus and trying to make decisions. So I want people, like, the backwards thinking is I want people to take this master course and you have to walk away, like, understanding when you walk into a backbone project what that's going to look like and what other yep. things you may be working with if you're coming into Angular or, or React, you're trying to decide, you know, what are the pros and cons, but building out the full projects and going in depth will probably lean more towards working with React, um, although for myself, I'm going to try to have the examples of, of each one just so that there could be the understanding there, but realizing just how much it would take and looking at some courses that actually teach each one not in-depth, but to the point where you like, oh, that kind of makes sense, but then you still have to learn a lot to go build something. So I'd rather someone understand the big picture with all of them and then walk away at least with one being able to like actually do what it is that they want instead of just being like, oh, well, that's cool, but now I need to go read something else. So that's <laughs> kind of where I've been leaning with that. And there are some reasons like Angular is having some changes going on right now. So the decision of what do you record and how soon do you need to update it and making the long-term decision there and that kind of stuff because this is something that I want to kind of keep going and keep updated and so those are some some of the reasons but I, I dig Backbone, I really like it and some of the things built upon it and the simplicity and I'm really enjoying you know React and Flux and all that and and playing with those libraries too, it's it's fun. But I haven't. I think Angular is the one I've explored the least, just because of the reasons I've kind of mentioned. Mm. Um, but it's pretty cool to set up a an app pretty quickly, so that's that's fun. Yeah. You ready for all the? Uh, why aren't you using this solely? Screw that other one. Are you already <laughs> for all that back and forth? <laughs> um. Yeah. Yep. 
So one thing um, for me I've found interesting about React, for example, is that there's no real separation of concerns. You've got your markup and uh, logic all within React itself, which is quite unusual compared to what we're used to. We're used to extracting things into your MVC um, kind of style thing. Have you found that interesting? Because that's one. It was a kind of a new paradigm for me um, to look at yeah. it and go, "Whoa, everything's yeah, like, in the one." Everything's backwards from ten years ago too. Like some stuff that mm. seemed like such a good practice is now like, "No, no, no! It's cool. We're doing this now. It's great." Yeah. Um, so a little bit of me is like, "Ha!" And honestly, like part of me have wanted to do this whole course without ever touching a library because the more I just dig deeper. And like I've been doing this, you know, hours and hours a day, just going into mm. JavaScript on its own before I've even touched the libraries, and, and definitely more time in that. And I'm just thinking, man, we can just we'll just keep going this direction. And so yeah. that really appeals to me. And and the way they're doing it, like I don't, I don't get try not to get too attached because I know five years, ten years, it's going to be something else. So just try to you know follow, understand it, use it how it is. But um, yeah, it, it's it's been a little strange to me to be honest. But mm -hmm. then once I accept that, it's like, oh, okay, fun, cool. Let's just throw it all in here and yeah, and, and and I like some of the ideas of it because I like making things easier. And once if something makes sense and it works in that context, and I like to just you know go with it and, mm -hmm. and how it's best able or how they decided to do it. And as an educator, like it, you know, kind of try to stay objective, and I don't need to be too opinionated. Um, yeah, which is helpful but yeah I I do it is a little bit different how it's just the view um, and that mm. does change it and and in this course like something is like oh you want to introduce MVC to people um, but then you have to introduce NV like asterisk and then like MV not and then like just V but like this yeah. is the stuff that people need to understand you know yeah. if, especially if they're newer to getting into it what are these differences and why does that matter why doesn't it matter mm -hmm. And that sort of thing. So, so that's that's why, like, I'm not too worried about being opinionated because we're going to be going over all of this, and I'm justifying kind of my reasons as I go along, hopefully. Um, and and the advice that I get from the advisors is like, if even if you kind of pick one, they're still going to come away with what they need to be able to make their decisions, and that doesn't mean they just learn one or that they have to pick this one, or they only understand this. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, I came from a Ruby on Rails background and Java background and stuff. And it was funny because when I found WordPress, I was very, like, function-oriented. You know, object-oriented even wasn't really there either. And I was just like, came from Ruby on Rails, I'm like, oh, MVC. I'm like, and WordPress can use some of that. <laughs> like, I mean, just even exploring some of the, the plugins right off the bat, and this was... Uh, you know, this must have been at least like eight, nine years ago, and I was just like, "This is a mess." Like, mm. <laughs> we we need to improve this, and it's nice to see at least that aspect of that kind of separation coming to the forefront now. Now everybody's mm. like, "Oh, this is the way we want to do it," and I'm like, "Thank God." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think a lot of that too came about just because WordPress itself was just moving that quickly. We had so many different developers who had all different styles, and we just wanted new features for the users. So it's like, well, if that's how that person wants to write that feature, they've taken ownership of that. So for now, we'll go with that, and we'll come back, and we'll rewrite it. And yeah, we are coming back and rewriting a lot of it. But it is definitely good to see that now we've got a bit more of that style approach going forward. So speaking of new hotness, let's talk about the REST API. So Zach, when did you start using it? Um, did you use it when it was a plugin? And how early on did you kind of start going, "Hey, this is gonna go somewhere"? Um, well, I think my interest in the API has like ever since I first heard of Happy Tables. I'm like, "Yep, that's it. That's what I want to be doing." And like, and I came to WordPress also knowing and building, you know, more the app of yourself. So that underlying layer was was appealing and, and I really like that but I never really had a project or reason to work with it too much so honestly I'm coming into the API <clears throat> you know been aware of it but it wasn't until version 2 that I began playing around and at Treehouse it was always like I'm prioritizing a power user track and a theme development track slash mm -hmm. light introduction to plugins so like where does this fit in when does it fit in and kind of it's ironically the funny part is 
I always knew once it was in core, I'd have to teach it, and that's when I'd really yeah. be getting into it. But until then, kind of as an educator, especially you know trying to teach ever, more as evergreen as possible, like just waiting till that happened, I was fine with because I had plenty else going on. So now that that's coming, it's so funny to me that like this course on my own is now releasing when it's finally rolled out into core after all that. So yeah, I always knew it was coming to this, but I never really gave it the full time to play around, although you know the concepts and excitement I've had for a long time. So finally getting to build a fully decoupled JavaScript app with the API now is like super fun, and, and I'm, it's been a, a while coming for me. Yeah. So in terms of getting into core, we know now the infrastructure's actually got in there. Uh, the next big thing for that, I guess, that people are waiting for is the endpoints. However, um, people that are following the project know that the infrastructure is in there and you can write your own. So um, how much of that have you done so far and are you going to be covering that in your course? Yeah, I've played around with the rudimentary, you know, get in and put in data and then kind of creating your own endpoints and playing with that and trying to understand, you know, for example, like thinking of, okay, if you had an existing plugin or if you're a plugin developer and you want to now tie into endpoints and make that available or pull in from endpoints um, into a theme, what does that look like and that integration? So that's kind of the extent that been playing around with it, but it's so fun and it's like, I remember when custom post types first came out and it kind of feels like that, like, yeah, okay, cool, we can now do more stuff and <laughs> and so, but I know that there are still some quirks and like, just in my course development, um, I've, it's kind of, JavaScript is the first huge part, the API is a, a thin middle and then the frameworks and so I've kind of been, did the JavaScript and now I'm playing with the frameworks and then the API, I need to, dig in a bit deeper so it's just kind of like rudimentary stuff enough to play with the the bigger examples and projects for me so far um, but yeah that's where I where where I've been with it um, one thing I still don't know and I need to work out is authentication a bit more yeah and I was hoping to come away with a few more answers from uh, a day of rest and asked a few folks and got a bunch of response I'm like no don't use don't use OAuth 1, like, oh, you got to use OAuth 2. No, you can't use OAuth 2. Um, or like, oh, you should really just be using cookies. Or like, why are you using decoupled? Or like, oh, well, if you use it. And so I still don't know. And that's like a little bit making me nervous. i got to play around with that more and figure it out. So any listeners that have, like, good opinions on it, feel free to ping me. <laughs> uh, yeah, while we're on the day of rest, um, how was the conference? Uh, what talks did you like? What was the standout talk? Who'd you meet? Ah, yeah, that was super good time. Um, got to meet so many folks. Um, yeah, I want. I'm not gonna mention names, but I was. I was really excited. Just the attendees there were really amazing, smart people that I admire, and a lot of like turning around and being like, "Oh, wow, this is who this is," or like, "Wow, that's who that is," and um, you know, and and meeting them and the the talks like one after another were just really stellar. They the conference place was great. I miss I lived in Cambridge for a short time, so I miss the UK, and it's always great to be back. And so being in London for a few days and the venue was nice, and the the speakers like one went from to another to another, and it was kind of big picture. What does this do? What does it not? Here are a few examples of how we used it, and if you've seen that. That lineup, they were they were all stellar, and and I really was just you know their schoolboy taking notes in my journal and really trying to absorb it all. And I think one of my favorites, and I don't want to say this is the best, and they all brought so mm. much. But what really excited me, especially just one of the things I've been struggling trying to figure out, is Jack Lennox's talk on theme development. Yeah. And so you know he's he's had quite some experience with this, and he started talking about how with React you could basically build out a kind of PHP template almost an underscore from your JavaScript templates so that you have a complete fallback of a theme because one of the things is if you're not on a node server and you write a full JS theme not that you know this is what you should be doing necessarily yeah. but if you do then you have no fallback but if you kind of build into your build process and he was showing how this could be done and it's you know still kind of work in process like oh that's so that's so rad it solves this problem like one of the things that shifted in my like turning my eye from JavaScript and looking back again is like 
oh, well, what happens with fallback and progressive enhancement in some of these things? Like, it just goes to zero. So the mm. theme development, and we have the option to do things like build out the PHP templates as we're kind of, you know, writing our JavaScript and stuff like that. That was really cool and exciting and seemed forward-thinking, and um, I enjoyed that. But really, everybody did a pretty stellar job. Awesome. Were there any, yeah. like, side side sessions or coding sessions, like impromptu type things where people were building anything? You know, there was a hack day and I didn't notice that when I booked my ticket super yeah. last minute when I'm like, oh, I better get I better get myself to London for this conference. <laughs> so I didn't stay for the hack day and it was a little bit smaller and I know that a lot of other people were hanging around and just knowing that crowd and you leave them in some coffee shops, man, that something's happening. So, yeah, for sure there was, but I had to get out the next day. Um, actually, kind of got food poisoning my last night there, and it was a rough flight home, but... Uh, That's not fun. <laughs> it's interesting that you were talking about um, having fallbacks in REST themes to kind of fall back to PHP, essentially, what we're kind of used to. Um, Zach Tolman was actually one of the first people to bring this up a while back because he did the collections theme while he was mm. at the theme foundry and he wrote his own REST API essentially before any of this existed and he made that so that it falls back. Um, so that, I think it was more to do with whether you had JavaScript disabled but they're big, like it's a big question to think about and you basically do have to implement both the JavaScript and your PHP fallback uh, version of the theme so it's quite a lot of work to cover that but uh, I think it is an important thing so it's good to hear that Jack's talking about that too so people are thinking about that because if people are going to build themes, commercial themes to sell built around the REST API I think that's something important that they have to consider because there's so many people with different hosting environments, different oh, yeah. requirements so, so it's a big thing to think about. Yeah it was actually kind of so significant that like I said a lot of the examples in this course are more the decoupled full example just so that you could really learn it in extreme but um, I was kind of wondering like okay how am I going to teach because I got to cover you know doing a basic JS theme and mm. one of the takeaways from that is almost more just leaning at first towards a progressive way of doing it so you know you load a page with PHP but you pull down in the background all the related content that you might need and once you click on that it's instantaneous and then you're making smart decisions yeah. and kind of storing stuff in state and and that's like the next level you know like the beefed up and something I think you get excited about and when you could say it's instantaneous like that's a mm. nice buzz and add to a theme shop for someone so I think that that's kind of where I'm leaning but it's a little bit different um, although and I know there's plenty of argument against it. I'm really kind of excited. I'm like, oh, well, let's just build it all on Node stack now and yeah. push it out that way. But, like, again, this is from, like, a fun, like, educational perspective, not necessarily, like, this is how you should actually be developing <laughs> a theme or something like that. It's just what's you know, possible. I guess it's, it's kind of fun. There's just so many ways that you can go, and you can see you've even been deliberating. Oh, you're stuck going one way, and they're like, no, I'm going to go this way. So I guess that's why you've got you've got this list of experts that are helping you with the course. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about these and how often you reach out and go, hey, now I'm thinking about doing this this way. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's been great, and and I'm really so grateful. We've got like 30 or so folks now, and and occasionally adding another two on, um, and. I try to have about three check-ins a week, give or take, mm -hmm. and they're various. Some are more instructional, and I'm just kind of ask, like bouncing off things like, all right, look, I'm wondering about this and this, and like, I don't know whether this should come first or I should teach this first, or should we do this project or this, and they might not necessarily know JavaScript at the same way or it doesn't matter, but um, understand and like, just getting help in that regard. Some of it is like technical, like, like, hey, Weston, how do I copy the styles from the customizer into my app? And, like, things like that. Or, like, Josh Pollock and, like, hey, man, how does this, like, connect? Or do I have to worry about this? Or how did you solve this problem? And and so those are kind of those some little things. And and then the just the in general, like, making decisions like this of, like, well, should we be teaching this? Or how should we approach this project? And there's a lot more of it, to be honest, than, like, other courses I've taught where that feedback is really helpful because a lot of this is still being determined in some ways and also because it's such a big picture thing um, I found one of the most like, uh, like this is stressful man Th this has seriously been not an easy project and sometimes like what am I doing so, to have people be like dude 
dude, you don't need to teach that. Like, I don't understand. You're crazy. When I heard that you were going to include this and this in it and do this here, I'm like, why don't you just do this? this? I'm like, oh, wait, that would work? Oh, okay, cool. So we'll do that. And, like, that is just life-changing. And, like, yeah. even my partner is, is grateful for, like, specific names of these advisors because she's like, yeah, I was so glad when they told you not to do that. I've been telling you that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's been good. And um, I think as I get deeper into the libraries and asking some more technical things there, but that's kind of been the general role. I've been doing a weekly email out, so they've seen projects ahead of time. They've done some, look at some code and some other stuff yeah. and um, you know, feedback on the course and things like that. So. Cool. Yeah, well, you just answered one of the questions I was going to have. I was going to say, how are you having these conversations in Slack or via email? But yeah, you've just answered that one. Yeah, kind of. I try to be very respectful because these are some amazing people that work very hard and do a lot of cool projects. So I try to have as few touch points. I, I do yeah. like a weekly newsletter that I try to have no more than one to three or four points about what I'm doing in specific, like where I could use some help. Um, and then in the the weekly check-ins I try to do a I'll do like a hangout for an hour with with one person but I might not talk yeah. to him again for a couple of weeks but I'll do three of those during the week at least um, and I found that if I don't do that then I get like too far down one path and doing too yeah. much work and like taking on too much so I yeah. found that that's it's kind of like therapy man it's I was gonna say yeah or you get stuck getting anxious and you're not getting any sleep because you're like oh am I gonna do this right hey I need to I need some help need some guidance <laughs> definitely group therapy. <laughs> it's yeah. good, man, and for all of us, and for all of the folks that you know help others, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. When I saw the list of advisors initially, I'm like, oh man, he could be being pulled in like 18 different directions depending <laughs> on who he's talking to, and like it's it wow. actually sounds like it's the complete opposite, which is pretty good yeah. because it sounds like they're pulling you out of holes that you might yep. find yourself stumbling in. I, that is the case. I bet if we all had the time to discuss everything I've been thinking of in a closed room, we'd never get anywhere, and there would be like a whole lot more going on. So, some things I've been like I kind of think about who I want to ask, or I'll just ask one and not others. Um, yep. Part of it is you know trying to be respectful of the time, but there are other things where like these are experts in kind of some different niches with different technologies and experiences and opinions. Um, so, but everybody has been very aware of that, and like, so this is what I do, this is what I like for these reasons, I just can't tell you about none, it's not so much like, nah, you shouldn't be doing that, I can't, under you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's what's funny is like, I've, I've heard of other plugin developers that kind of get these kind of advisory boards and stuff like that, and I kind of hear the same thing, and I'm wondering now that instead of, you know, like, Let's say I want I come up with an idea of a plugin and I just shoot it out there to the repository. I I feel like now it's the evolution of plugins and the education side of WordPress and that more open source kind of collaboration that comes along with it that that I feel like that's kind of the best of best practices nowadays is getting some of these smarter people to kind of bounce ideas off of get get some feedback on things early on before you kind of jump yourself off the cliff. Oh yeah, I, I like that. Cool, so I suppose one thing we haven't mentioned yet is the URL of the course. So the URL, for people who don't know, <laughs> is javascriptforwp.com, so you can head there and sign up for the course. Um, Zach's still preparing it as we know, so it's coming along quite well. Um, so let's say, for example, I'm a PHP WordPress developer I have limited experience with JavaScript. What can I expect to learn uh, taking on your course? Where will I go from and where will I end up? Yes, you will end up probably knowing JavaScript way better than you know PHP now. And awesome. you will be able to, if you so choose, take on or jump into an existing JavaScript project, whether that's you know just vanilla JavaScript within an existing theme or plugin, extending it as normally might happen, or whether it's a more componented or, you know, build out of an app on top of WordPress using one of the JavaScript frameworks. So you're not going to know JavaScript deeply, but you'll be like, you'll be on your way there, and then the rest won't be so bad, but you'll be, you'll be out in the middle of the water. You'll be, you'll be pretty deep, and you don't need, like you said, it's really catered to just that person who knows some PHP, done a little theme, maybe a plugin or two, maybe, um, 
you know, enough JavaScript to know what a variable is and a loop and that sort of thing, but I'm going to be recovering some of the essentials because when you get into understanding, like, scope and binding and a lot of other things, simple concepts that you thought you might have known about just how variables are declared and when they're saved and when they're called and how this works, like, it, you actually kind of need to know a bit more about that than I'd say even in PHP sometimes. So that's where we'll be going with it. So I hope, I hope. The, that's, that's what we've got so far. That's the, the goal, yeah. So is the ambition, I guess, once, let's say, a developer goes through this course, do you have plans for, like, an advanced course or maybe kind of like, like you were saying, you wanted to kind of give a high, higher level overview of the different frameworks or something like that. Do you have ambition to kind of maybe go in a more advanced course, a deeper dive into maybe you know one of the like backbone or something like that? Yeah, actually, um, my next course is going to be on how to release a course and then take a one-month vacation in the Caribbean. <laughs> 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 and then after that, you. um, no, so I don't know. Like, yes, it would be very easy. I have some other interests and ideas, and I also really like, like, there's so many cool people in the WordPress community that build products that it would be really fun to do courses for or with, and so having that flexibility is really exciting. I I could see, especially as I make decisions of what I'm not going to include in this course, it becomes it's become clear, here's where another course could exist, here's where another course could exist. But my idea from the start was like, that's also why I wanted to have advisors, especially that are educators and are doing their own courses, because I want to be able to like, like when there's a hole there, you're going to see the advisor there in their course, and you could go check that out, and I want to be able to like, you know, plug other people in and kind of leave it up, especially some of the super advanced stuff to maybe someone who's more in-depth, and I'd like to be able to maybe maintain this and just keep it up to date as it goes on. That said, that's me now um, and kind of where I am. I also, like, this idea of how to customize themes for a power user is something that I never felt I quite solved in teaching courses at Treehouse. Theme development, not too bad. But, um, and so a course on that that's a whole different genre of people appeals to me a little bit, maybe changing gears, trying something, you know, an advanced course for the introduction person. But I don't know that I plan to break off and do in-depth stuff. I do plan to open source a good portion of what I'm doing, including the projects and the outline of the course. So once the course is released, I'll be working on that and kind of making that available on GitHub. And so... You can do the course, learn it on your own, but learn the same content and have some of the same examples or quizzes and stuff. So th that'll take some time. But um, yeah, I have no idea what I'm gonna do, man. and it's <laughs> kind of exciting and fun. And I haven't really taken that like I've always had a full-time teaching gig, no matter what other like projects I did on the side. So it's kind of exciting and cool. And I don't know, I don't know. I've just had um, a little bit of back channel from one of our developers, Tari King from Human Made. He'd like to know where he can sign up for uh, your course on release, <laughs> releasing a course and taking a one-month vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if, you, if you're on the, the JavaScript for WP, that'll, that'll come as part of it. And you know, after you land your job as a JavaScript developer, it'll be... Um, actually, you know, the, the art of happy word pressing, as someone who's kind of done the nomading a bit and off-grid living and, and work-life balance being involving beaches or Himalayan mountains and stuff, and so I, yeah, maybe we do, we just take off like a year remote course. That would be super fun. Yeah, who knows, man? I like this, though. <laughs> yeah, get this, get this JavaScript course. We want to know the vacation course. <laughs> It could right. be a hidden achievement that you unlock when you finish the last module of the course. You'll get a little pop-up that says, hey, now you've unlocked the one-month vacation. <laughs> Meet me in Tahiti. <laughs> yeah, like WordPress or Oprah style. Yep. Find a, find a cave somewhere there. There's a secret knock, and you're allowed, you're allowed to be part of the advanced JavaScript course club. Yeah. I'm going to show you how to push to the API with your mind. <laughs> All right, so so here's the the, the ten thousand dollar question. When does the when's the launch date? 
Oh yeah, the launch date um, is going to be when 4.5 drops the endpoints. Hopefully, I'm I'm trying to follow that a bit, and I hope it'll still go to schedule. But um, because I didn't want to reshoot using the plugin or in core, I was hoping that all the examples I'm using the plugin now, but that everything could just be in core. So that's my goal is to release then, and I'll be updating. It's it's about time for me to get back and update that site, so I'll have some more. Um, outline and I'll have the release date, but that's when I'm planning to do it. Within you know a week or two of, of 4.5 coming out, it should be pretty ready. And Tom's here. Yes, Tom has dropped. Better late than never. You came in just when they were asking about the release date. It's kind of synchronistic. Good timing, man. Yeah, Tom, man. <laughs> Good to see you. You too. Um, cool. Yeah, so that's the plan. That's the plan. You guys cool. heard anything otherwise? It's still, still endpoint. I don't know. I, I think it's idea. always, always difficult to say that a certain feature is going to get in. Um, and I guess the main one we know this from is the REST API itself, <laughs> right? Three dot six. So yeah, to say that the endpoints will get in a four five, like I, I really hope that they will, but who knows? Um, so I think it, it's a good idea to hopefully. Hope that they'll get in and release the course around that, but definitely shouldn't be a blocker uh, if they don't get in because there's still yeah plenty to learn. Yeah, if they don't, then I'll just have to release with the the plugin. But that's my goal anyways. I don't want to take more time than that because I'll just go progressively insane, and so it's just to <laughs> yeah. get it out and then and then we'll just update it and and keep it yeah. going. So yeah. Are you get any questions like from you? The early, were you saying gonna are you going to have like an early sign-up period before, or yes, yes, I will. Happen? Yep. Yeah, I want to actually wait until I'm actually beta testing and have the course pretty much developed, which should be you know late March, early April. Um, even if it's not in the app fully, um, at least you know have have everything done before I'm pre-selling it. Yeah. But yes, I will do a little bit, a little bit of that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right, those cool. other hosts have any questions? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he even hears us. You talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a bunch of questions, but without any context, they've probably all been asked, so I should watch the show after it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about you You can rapid-fire some questions, and we'll just go yes or no, whether it comes Yeah, I like that. that. Or yeah. I could extrapolate if necessary. Yeah. Uh, well, you probably did Angular versus React, or anything else, right? Not, not really in much detail. So maybe that's a, that's a good one. Um, let's go a little bit Angular versus React. Um, what are the differences, and yeah, well, why why do you think you would use one over another? Um. Okay, so I don't want, like I said, I have the of of the ones I've been playing with Angulars and when I've gone into um, a little bit less and over a short time period. Um, I like a lot of and and again, Angular one because there are some changes going with Angular two and what that looks like, which I can't speak to too much, but I know um, there there are some quite differences and so. Um, to me, it seemed that Angular one comes with a lot more out of the box. Like if you want to. We're building some list views, and you click on it, and you could view what that post is, and you can click in to edit it, and live syncing between the edit field and what the view looks like, kind of in a customizery style, um, and some more of the components that Angular pulls out of the box a little bit more, and just seems to be a lot less to get up and running with. Um, you also have like very different markup and more attributes and things, so it, it looks different there, and that's a different approach versus getting into React, which in some ways I've enjoyed a little bit more, and also with um, the Redux and Flux libraries of and and playing with state and and how that is working. Um, and again, you know, so it's just the view, and you don't have some of the other components there. Um, I think, but was, but also like the way of writing your your HTML in your JavaScript mm. is also, also very different, and like that's kind of my one of the the other differences I've seen is like, are you taking JavaScript and putting it into HTML, or taking HTML and putting it into JavaScript? Um, some 
you know, difference there as well. Interesting with Angular because that was one that I started covering quite a while back when I wanted to start getting into JavaScript. So Code School have an Angular course on there. So I started doing that, and one of the things that I found strange was, yeah, it's got its own tags, and it's like, oh, here's another set of things that I have to remember, and it kind of put a bad taste in my mouth because I'm like, I don't really want to have to learn something else. Why can't I just write it my own way? So that's why, like, I like. Um, React for that. Like you said, you can just kind of get in there and write it. And as we were talking earlier, um, the better you actually understand JavaScript, JavaScript principles, the easier it is to pick things up. So if you're going to go and then learn something else on top of that just because, like, that's a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so that would be my thought on that one. Good question, though. Cool. Next rapid fire question. Uh, is there anything that's just like blown your mind with the flexibility of using these JavaScript uh, frameworks for the front end and the power of the API that you never would have thought of doing with a standard WordPress stack? You know, um, yes. Like I started playing with the observable RSX library, RSJX library, and like beginning to think about what live data streams continuously pumping from like like if you had multiple blogs and they're just or you know multiple networks and they're all pumping out data live and you're trying to track these data live and like doing a live up check and just keeping track of like asynchronous data in a WordPress context and that stuff one I haven't had to deal with like your your brain like shifts when you start do, doing asynchronous JavaScript like yeah. stuff happens that's physical and like mental and so like haven't had going through that process yet before and thinking through that like that was really fun and hadn't thought about it because normally it was more just like working with one site and pulling and and pushing the data that's a little bit removed from the back end or you know your front end is removed from the back end a little bit or something like that so that was probably the the, the thing that comes to mind there. Mm. Question three. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a really good answer. I like that. It's mm. kind of fun to think about and sort of is twisting my mind as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to see you at any WordCamps or other WordPress events coming up? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, for sure. I'm going to keep that going. I'll be at um, WordCamp Miami for sure. That's going to be super fun, and they have a whole JavaScript. Uh, JavaScript? Mm -hmm. JavaScript? That's what we're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> track uh, going on, and so I'm going to be actually talking about this this idea of like comparing the different frameworks, what are the, the pros and cons in each, and kind of how they play with WordPress and major concepts and things, um, and so that's really exciting. I'm looking forward to hearing the other folks, and they're doing some workshops there. I'm going to, not a WordCamp, but I'm going to be at WooConf. It's a little bit different, but uh, theme development there, and they also have a plugin and st or API and stuff that you could do with that on its own is, is pretty cool. And I don't think <clears throat> I actually have too many set after that, but I know I'll be banging around. So if folks have WordCamps or, you know, you have ideas, then, yeah, I love going to them and usually make a bunch every year. So Cool. I think there's talk of another word sesh happening too sometime earlier in the year, mm -hmm. so I'm sure that one of us will reach out to you and try and grab you to get you for an hour on that one. Ah, that would be fun. You don't have to move from your house and we can just live stream. Is uh, Scott still running that? Yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad he's When's still doing it. I've never made it to that. I kind that's of want to go, but I don't think I'll be. Yeah, that's to. right up. That's a month after WooConf, I think, mm. or a month before. One of the two. They're both right, right, right yeah. next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Do you take a break from heads down and go have fun, or do you keep on going? I think that's that's my kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any JavaScript conferences that you've been to or would recommend for those looking to get more involved? Dang, I want to come back to that. The JS Summit, there's an online one by like Christopher mm. Schmidt and a bunch of those. I've like paid attention to that for a number of years on and off. Um, and um, I've watched a ton of stuff on YouTube that I just haven't been able to go, like React Conf Europe and some other ones. And... Um, the oh man, they aren't coming to mind immediately because I've, because some of them are kind of newer to me. I haven't attended any. I've been trying to watch slides from what I can of a number of them. Um, but yeah, that's something I'm gonna be exploring a bit more. I think like all of us. Yeah. There's gonna be a whole 
influx of WordPress and PHP developers to these JavaScript, and they're not going to know what the hell's going on. It's going to be so funny. These little kids, they're going to say, oh. They're like, well, it's about time you showed up. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, you guys cute. WordPress finally grew up. It is. It's going to be like when the power user sits in on a developer talk. And they're like, what? Kind of looking around the room, like, this makes sense to them. Like, I think I understand some of this. But that's cool, and that's exciting, and that's what's kind of fun to be, and, and especially teaching this, and I've said this before, like, if I was teaching JavaScript to, like, the JavaScript, like, walking into, like, an iron yard trying to do this right now, it would be very different. Um, and, and it's nice to be able to teach in the WordPress context because, like, with a lot of other things, we, we can still get by with just kind of understanding this much. Um, although, I know, learn deeply. Any more rapid-fire questions, Tom? Um, rapid-fired out. <laughs> cool. My well, I think small. that's covered covered most of the notes that we've got there. Um, any more questions from you, Jason? No, no, just uh, this has anything been educational. Else you, yeah, anything else you'd like to add that we might not have covered? Um, no, I, nothing comes to mind offhand. This has been a fun conversation, though. Again, like just talking with advisors, uh, chatting with you guys now, these are good <laughs> questions that I've been kind of heads down and don't always think about the meta stuff or even what I'm doing sometimes. So yeah. thank you for that. This is this has been cool. Cool. All right. Well, I guess um, we'll wrap this one up there. We'll do the show notes as per usual, drop in a few links. So the URL again is javascriptforwp.com for Zach's course. And Zach, uh, where can people find you online if they want to reach out, other than your website, of course? Yeah, Z Gordon on Twitter is the best, and then the JavaScript for WP.com. I got a really fun newsletter with a lot of behind the scenes and the projects and sneak talks with advisors and things. So that's that's the best way right now. Cool. And Jason, whereabouts can people find you online? Um, at Res, just about everywhere, and that's with three Zs. Cool. And Tom. Where can people find you when you're not dropping Walking into Walking around podcast? the office. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going down a stairwell or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me at Tom Harrigan on Twitter, uh, thomasharrigan.com. And every once in a while, I make a video on YouTube at Tom Press. And cool. now I'm in the closet with the lights off. <laughs> awesome. What an adventure. That first moving WP dev table. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, and if you'd like to find me online, the best one's Twitter, uh, and I'm Bronson Quick on Twitter. Um, thanks very much for watching. We'll do the show notes, and yeah, thanks again, Zach, for your time. Really appreciate it. It was really, really fun. Oh, awesome thank you topic. guys so much. You're so welcome. Yeah, good time. Yeah, if, if you haven't um, followed WP Dev Table before, you can watch past episodes on YouTube. You can grab them on your RSS reader, uh, insane iTunes and things like that. Um, you can subscribe to the mailing list, so you can go to wpdevtable.com forward slash subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter. We've pretty much covered all the different social things. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Thanks, thanks again, everyone. All right. See you guys. Bye. Ciao.